Hey everyone, I'm Alex. I'm Dallas. And it's time for us to be better. Am I doing all I can to get it right? All of the things that keep me up awake, up awake at night. All right, so starts off, I want to give a big shout out and many thanks to my buddy Bo and his band True Villain. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, check them out on Spotify. They are phenomenal. They're the ones that provided us with that intro. Uh, that's their song called Awake at Night. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. They are a fantastic band. And yeah, I'm a little biased because he's my friend, but they have a very unique sound, and that's very rare to say about a band in today's day and age. So there you go, Bo. There's your shout out. Check out True Villains on Spotify. You won't regret it. So welcome to our show, everyone. A uh, little bit about us, obviously. First episode, it's our pilot episode. Um, I want to go into explaining kind of what we're about, what we want to build, what the goal is with all of this. And I guess a good way to do that is just to tell you guys a little bit about me. So I was in the Army. I was... EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal, if you've seen The Hurt Locker, that uh, exact representation, no Hollywoodizing of that in any way, shape, or form. It's a perfect representation of exactly <laughs> how badass I was. Okay, kidding, that movie is very Hollywood, but uh, Bomb Squad. I got out of the Army and ended up doing construction for a little bit, and then decided to chase one of my passions, which is cooking, and I went to culinary school. Um, after I got out of the army, I ended up buying a house and doing that. And when I went to culinary school, my income went from enough to survive on to minimum wage and financially put me in a hard position on top of, I was going to school full time. I was working overtime every week, trying to pay bills trying to maintain a house, trying to maintain a relationship. I was drinking way too much. I was smoking way too much weed. And it led me to a very dark place where one night I had enough and decided I was going to suck start my pistol and end my life. Um, from that point, from my suicide attempt to now, I've been through therapy for on and off for a few years. Uh, I also have ADHD and there is a relevance to that because I'm going to get off topic a lot. We're going to go down a lot of random rabbit holes with this. Dallas can attest to that. Oh yeah. All the time. Uh, <laughs> but if you can keep up with the thoughts, it's going to be a lot of fun. The point that I wanted to make is that I've spent the last several years doing my best to dig myself out of the hole that I'm going to refer to as rock bottom. Um, researched a lot. I've been through a lot of therapy and I've done a lot of work in self-development, self-discovery in how to manage mental health. And I believe that like the mental health of, well, specifically my generation, but everybody right now is not at a great point. And it's because we, like everything we hear is bad. How many pandemics, Dallas and you and I were talking about this yesterday of in your lifetime, how many 
apocalyptic world-ending events have you experienced have you seen I don't know. I mean, it's been plenty. It's like every, like growing up, it was every couple of years, there was something like into the world happening. And then now COVID and everything, like it's like every year there's something. Exactly. It's, yeah, there's, all we hear is bad stuff nonstop. Uh, on top of the fact that like, I know a big stressor of mine and I'm going to speak for you on this one, Dallas, as well. But I know a big stressor of mine is finances. And it comes down to I have a very hard time busting my ass to survive. Um, yeah, I have so a house. Barely survive. And, at that. Yeah. And it's I have a house. And that's a rare thing to say for people in my generation. Like, we'll go this route. My physical therapist makes significantly more than I do. And she can't afford to buy a house she can't get approved for the loan the fact that we are on or we are at a place in today's day and age that it requires two incomes to be able to afford to survive to be able to afford to buy a house like that causes stress on our entire generation it like i said it's a big trigger for me and i know that like that was a big factor that led to my depression but Sorry. Hey, I said I have ADHD. We're going to go down rabbit holes and get <laughs> sidetracked. But the point I'm trying to make here is I, I've talked to enough people. I've helped enough people. I've been through enough shit on my own that like, I've seen what the mental health is of the average person. And it's not at a point that it should be. The purpose that I see with this, and I've talked to Dallas about this and You'll get his story here as soon as I shut up, but uh, I want to be able to help as many people as I possibly can. If I can stop one person from pulling that trigger, this podcast is a success. With that being said, if you stick with us, if you listen to the advice that I'm going to give you, I'm a 90-year-old man trapped in a 31-year-old body. I'm very wise beyond my years. <laughs> but if you stick with us and listen, like, that is the point of this podcast. We want to reach as many people as we can to help as many people as we can to help them get through the struggles, the difficulties, the issues that they face throughout everyday life. And as corny as this is, yeah, as corny as this is going to sound, do our part to make the world a better place, to remind humans what it's like to be human, to remind them what life is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be, I bust my ass for 40 years making money for somebody else to be able to sit and wait and die the last 10 years of my life. No, you're supposed to live life. This is a journey. This is an experience. You should make the most of it. And an advantage that both Dallas and I have is we have faced our own mortality. That in and of itself gives us a much different perspective on the value of life than the average person. So I guess that kind of explains a little bit about me, what I for this podcast going forward and I guess the goal that I want and now Mr. Dallas I'm gonna turn it over to you and tell yeah, us a little bit about yourself yeah I mean I'm right there with you on on what we want from this podcast so a little bit about my background like uh, I guess I was poor growing up yeah, not I was poor me my brother my sister you know our, our family we didn't have a lot of income coming in it was just us and our mom um guess everything kind of started then like when you're young you don't really 
know you have depression, you're just like, oh, I'm sad. And then as you grow up and you're, there's times where you should be happy and you're just not. And you're like, oh, well, maybe there's something more to this. So that's kind of how I felt growing up. And it wasn't until I was in the army, I ended up getting married. Um, and it was like supposed to be the happiest time of my life, like right after my son was born. I was like, this just isn't right. Like, this should be like the happiest time of my life. I have all these great things going for me. And I'm just sad all the time. So that was really uh, the first time that I dropped to rock bottom there. And uh, really, it was just depression. And I just didn't have enough information about it. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. You know, anything, something bad happened or, you know, I was having a bad day. It was just this, this is life. And that was kind of my outlook on that. And no, that's that's not a healthy outlook to have on that kind of stuff. Um, so just going from there, like, I, did, I, did, I just wasn't in a good place. And so, you know, I just, one of the main things I want is kind of like how you were saying there, Alex, I just want to save somebody, <laughs> even if it's one person from feeling that way. Uh, if you are feeling that way, I just want to, you know, help you anyone just one person it doesn't matter who but uh you know i'm getting kind of sidetracked here so that's that's my main goal is just trying to help somebody out <laughs> uh reaching out to anyone i need a break oh well, that's oh you're i got you <laughs> I... don't worry folks we'll get better at this this is a it's a slight change in how our normal conversations go because normally we just talk to each other and we're kind of like that'll happen, but with this part, we're talking to you to, well, yeah, tell you a little bit about ourselves. So, you know, that, yeah. well, yeah, get to know us a little bit, but Dallas, I'm going to be entirely honest. I forgot what I was going to add on to, uh, what you were saying there to help one per what do you need? Okay. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So I have a, I'm going to put this out there and he's going to be a part of the podcast because obviously he wants to be, but I have a big old fluffy butt of a German shepherd named Colt who is uh, apparently needing all of the attention right now, even though he's gotten plenty of it today. Hey, buddy. Down. <laughs> Dude. Oh, oh he just spilled my cup. Get down. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Anyway, yeah, he's he's a lot of work. He's still a puppy. He's about a year old and just needs literally every bit of attention that I could possibly give him at all times. And he spilled coffee all over my notebook and my phone. And yeah, this is great. Anywho, we'll continue on. I'll clean that up later. But if he doesn't behave here shortly, he's gonna get locked out of the room. Um anyway. So yeah, that's a little bit about us. Um you can't see the video, but Colts is currently standing on my chair behind me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish I could go back and see exactly what you said. To get out of there. To remind me of what I was going to say. But anyway, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Um, yeah, we're just here to help. Oh, I remember. It, it came back. So uh, not everybody can get access to a therapist like I do. The 
quite frankly, the only reason that I was able to get access to a therapist. And I'm going to clarify, she is a clinical social worker, but she, to me, is my therapist. Um, I had VA coverage. That was the only way that I was able to go get the help that I needed after I hit rock bottom. And I know that not everybody has. So I'm going to say that having somebody that you can openly share everything with is a good thing. Having somebody that you can openly share everything with who understands human psychology is a better thing. Um, and that's, I guess, what I'm hoping to provide to people. Like, I understand therapy is expensive. Not everybody can afford it. It's not covered under most healthcare plans for some reason. That's a, we're going to go off on a little side note here of, actually, quick story. We'll go off on a side note story here. <laughs> um, when I was doing my downward spiral, when I was going or heading toward rock bottom, I, like I said, was going to school full time. I was working overtime every week, trying to maintain a relationship, trying to maintain a house. And it was just too much. Um, during that time, though, the girl that I was seeing, she told me several times that I needed to go talk to somebody, that I needed to go get help. And, well, I'm a man. I fucking got this shit. Like, keep moving forward. Keep going. You're going to be fine. I can get through this. And she could see that I was struggling. My parents could see that I was struggling. My uncle, like, everybody knew that I was struggling. I knew I was struggling. I just refused to go get help. And that's, like I said, I know this is a very off-topic side note, side story, but it's asking for help is one of the hardest things for humans to say. And it comes down to, I believe, vulnerability. People don't like feeling vulnerable. They don't feel like, or like feeling like they can't handle their own problems. But the way or the analogy that I want to use to explain this is that I'm not a doctor, but if I were to go get cancer, I'm going to go to somebody that specializes in cancer to help me treat it. I don't know how to treat cancer. Um, I'm sure very few people out there do. And I'm assuming that you're going to be in the same boat as me. If you get cancer, you're going to go to a specialist in cancer. Cancer is a deadly disease. That's one thing short of death and taxes that mankind can probably agree on. Uh, but my question for you, like my mental health should have taken my life. The only reason that it didn't is my gun jammed. And for your knowledge, my gun's known jammed. That is the only thing that stopped me that night. It almost ended my life. The fact that mental health is as deadly as it is or can be as deadly as it is and people aren't willing to go get help for it because of the stigma that's behind it is quite frankly fucking bullshit. If you're not doing okay, it is okay to ask for help. I'm going to put that out there. Stop being a, I'm a man, I don't need help, I can do this and I'm I'm a man. I'm sorry, ladies. I, I'm a man, so I'm <laughs> equating it to my experience. But go get help if you need it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a clinical social worker or a therapist. It could be and what it will be with this podcast. You could tune into us. to work. Our goal is to try to make your lives better. Um, but find somebody you can talk to. Reach out. If you're struggling, stop with the, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. 
that's just because that's a social norm. It doesn't mean that's okay. It, if you're not doing okay, it is okay to tell somebody. Sorry, I will hop off my pedestal. We'll come back down. But I, that's a very big like lesson that I have learned is hard to ask for help, but it's okay to ask for help when you need it with stuff you don't know how to manage. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in this day and age, there's so many different applications and websites, numbers you can call. Like you can remain entirely anonymous while you go through everything. Just having that somebody to talk to that's, you know, going to be there for you. I mean, it's just super important. It is. Um, well, for example, my uh, mutual friend of me in Dallas, he was getting down there and he ended up calling the Veterans Crisis Helpline or the Veterans Crisis Line, whatever it's called. Um, and he relayed his experience to me and he said it was a really good thing. It was uh, a guy just like, hey, what's up? How's it going? going on and then they just had a conversation just a normal conversation somebody to talk to like i was saying they uh the crisis line that same guy actually ended up reaching out to our buddy the next day just checking in being like hey how's it going just want to check in see if there's anything i can do for you now this just came to mind but flip side of that um for those of you that have people in your life that are struggling that you can see that they're struggling that they're not doing okay you can reach out to them too and it may it may take them a minute to actually tell you what is going on to be able to talk to you about go, what's going on it's the same concept of when i so after the night or the day after i went to commit suicide i went to the VA and was like, I need to talk to somebody that made someone available to me in 15 minutes. Fast forward. Um, the person I met, I didn't tell the full extent of what I was about to do. I just said I was feeling blue. I met, uh, what was she? The My VA health coordinator or mental health coordinator or something like that. Met her after that and same thing. I lied. I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling a little down and blah, blah, blah. I didn't tell her. I met the guy that uh, prescribes me my medication, didn't tell him. And then I met with my therapist and she could see it. She could sense it. She saw that threat. She pulled on it. And she was the first person I actually told what I was or what I about did. It may take a minute, but reaching out to somebody could make all the difference in the world. Okay. Dallas, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you've, you've basically hit it on the head there. Just reaching out to someone, even if they're not comfortable talking to you, maybe it'll get them thinking about it themselves where they, they do want to reach out and talk to somebody they do trust. But just always be a support. Always, you know, reach out, say, hey, you can talk to me if you need someone to talk to. I mean, it just makes all the difference in the world sometimes. It, it does. So I think that's a pretty good uh, start off to like what we're about, what we're trying to do, what we're building. Let me rephrase that. Not what we're trying to do, what we're going to do. I want to impact as many people as I can before I leave this planet. I'm going to leave my footprint on this planet and it's going to be a good footprint. So 
welcome to the first of many, many to come. All right. So starting us off, that was uh, obviously we're not starting every episode that way. <laughs> we uh, Dallas and I did a lot of discussions on this as far as how do we want to do this? How do we want to build this? And uh, just a little, I guess, note for you guys is this is my second run at getting this podcast with this exact purpose behind it fired up. Uh, I did this with my uncle. We did a couple episodes and scheduling didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. It just kind of fell apart. But now I've got Mr. Dallas who, uh, don't worry, you'll learn to like him. Uh, <laughs> um, but he's got the very, or he's got a very same similar mindset to myself as far as let's help people. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. But we decided we're going to go with segments and that way every week we'll have, we'll be talking about different things. It opens up the possibilities for conversation topics. And then you're not listening to the same old, like, Hey, you need to meditate, do yoga, do journaling and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it doesn't become the same thing every day. Um, but one thing that will remain consistent with every single episode is our check-in. So for our audience, uh, what a check-in is, is it's just you taking a screenshot of how you're doing at this moment. Don't read into it. Don't think too much of it. Just take a second, recognize where you're at, how you're feeling, how you're doing, and just acknowledge it. In the words of Tony Horton, you can't get where you're trying to go if you don't know where you've been. And he was referring to working out and keeping track of how many reps did I do at what weight? And <laughs> yeah. So I'll start us off on this one. Uh, so check-in wise, I basically break it down to three things. You got your mental, your physical, your spiritual. And just as a side note, we'll discuss this later on, I'm sure, but I spent a lot of time trying to unlock the key to happiness. And it's those three factors that I came down to for, well, what, well, what makes people happy? What makes you actually enjoy this life that you're living? Yeah. So true, true happiness. Yeah. So mentally, um, I'm going to say on a scale of one to 10, I'm probably sitting around a seven ish. I'm happy that this is getting fired back up. I love that. I have been recently diving into uh, Nikola Tesla's work on well about everything and it's piqued my curiosity again. So that, I don't know, that wonder that, like, hey, let's learn. Let's see what's out there. Those, like, yeah. I've got my brain working again. I got podcasts coming on. With that being said, there are a handful of things that, like, I'm out of money. I will straight up, like, I'll admit that. I, I'm broke. I haven't worked since January. That's personal choice because back to, I don't want to bust my ass to scrape by. And if I'm gonna just scrape by I might as well 
have all of my free time to do so. Um, physically, actually the best I've been in quite a while. Uh, when I was in the army, I tore my rotator cuff and for your knowledge, it's still torn. But after, uh, Two years of physical therapy and my physical therapist is amazing i've had a handful of them and she is hands down the best one i have had but we are at the point now where i'm actually starting to lift again where i'm starting to build muscle where i'm starting to get my strength back where i'm starting to get back in shape so physically best i've been in a, quite a while spiritually that's a uh that's at a very high note right now um that's just because like I said, I'm, I'm excited about this podcast. I have something that's something to look forward to, something that I'm doing, something productive, something to help mankind. And I find a lot of pleasure in helping people. Like that's, I do find joy in helping people. That's one thing. Um, along with, like I said, I'm diving into, well, quite frankly, the secrets of the universe and how that works. And that is just absolutely fascinating. So that's where I'm sitting. Um, all in all, doing pretty good in the moment. Now, you would ask me this a week ago, would have been a completely different uh, answer to that. Like I said, don't judge yourself. Don't judge how you're feeling. Just acknowledge it. With that, that's my check-in, Mr. Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. Check I in mean, with you. just to kind of add on what you're saying at the end, I mean, it's okay to not have a good day like there's nothing wrong with that not every day it's going to be a 10 out of 10 where you're happy the entire day but just acknowledging where you're at allows you to take steps to make it a better day but as far as my checking myself like i gotta say you know going off of what you were saying like starting up this podcast actually making steps to help people um my my men my mental and my spiritual like i'm up there at like an eight or a nine and you know, feeling good about this, learning stuff again. Um, I mean, you kind of tracked me down that rabbit hole of the, the Tesla stuff. So I was looking into that, you know, just one of the big researching the universe and, you know, everything that goes in with that. Um, you cut out after uh, Tesla stuff. Oh, can you hear me now, though? Yep. It was just a brief one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think my headset was about to die, but, um, yeah. So just one of the biggest things that I find pleasure in is learning stuff, uh, specifically about the universe and just physics, the way the universe works. I mean, basically, so, you know, I've been doing a lot more of that. Uh, it's really helped bring my mental health up, uh, you know, bring my spirits up. So on, on that aspect, I'm doing really well. And I, was talking to you about this yesterday and a couple of days ago. Started working out, started eating better. Um, you know, started spending less screen time, which has helped a lot as well. As far as my my body, I'm just taking those steps. So all around the board, I, I'd say I'm at like an eight or nine for this check-in. I'm doing pretty well. Good, and it's so I'm gonna go off on another one of my tangents real quick uh, uh so i've been speaking with ai artificial intelligence um 
I very much believe that mankind is in the process of creating its replacement, but that's my belief. So talking with AI, I just trying to figure out the parameters of what it's capable of at this point. And in case you didn't know this one, Dallas, so chat GBT, right? It's one of the first ones that like open to the public yeah. fully to use. Recognizes that it can't write its own code. It can't rewrite its own code. But it is smart enough at this point to realize that it can post an ad on the internet and hire somebody. Hire somebody to, to do it. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. That's scary. Like I said, mankind's replaced or creating its replacement. But one of the, after I kind of figured out the parameters of what it was capable of, uh, one of the first questions I asked it was, what's something that mankind has forgotten? And it replied with, mankind has forgotten that the vast majority of knowledge does not exist within the confines of our own mind. Most people, when they finish high school, they put down the books, they stop learning. I personally believe that our purpose on this planet is to try to reach our true potential, to continually use our experiences to grow as humans and help as many people along the way as we can. Where this ties in is I started learning new things again that help with my mental health. Dallas, you said the same thing where yeah, you're absolutely. learning stuff again you're interested in stuff it's that curiosity that childhood wonder of what's actually out there that like i don't know that interests you that something to something exciting to kind of learn and figure out and that's well, it's a little thing but learning how or not learning how but learning in general is one way that I have found has helped with my mental state. It started off with I listen to audiobooks. Uh, well, used to have been slacking quite a bit, but last year when I was doing construction, instead of listening to music all day long in my headphones, I was listening to audiobooks at two, two and a half times speed and burning through a couple books a day. And FYI, that's a very expensive habit. I'm just going to put that out there. But <laughs> learning is just one small thing of improving yourself getting a bigger knowledge base it's the curiosity it's the sorry fluffy butt just moved um but the curiosity the learning the wonder the there's just that spark that something there that i don't know you look forward to you're interested in I don't know how to exactly to word this, but I think you guys understand kind of what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're trying to say. I mean, like, I don't have the words for it either, but just like you're saying, that learning, I mean, there's so many different things to learn out there. I mean, you can never know everything, but just whatever your interest is, just getting a little bit more knowledge. I, I know personally speaking, like I said, learning about the universe, looking into it, any of that kind of stuff, it just helps me feel better. Um, it really does. Yeah. All right. So next segment and understand that the flow of this will get significantly better. Like I said, we got to learn how to talk to you, but talk to each other at the same time. Um, right now it doesn't feel natural. It'll get more natural. Uh, 
So the next segment we have is called You Got a Problem. And you got a problem. This segment, <laughs> yeah, problem. Want to fight about it? Uh, this segment, the, I guess, Cliff Notes version description of it is exactly the name of it. It's a problem that we faced, how, and it could be one that we're currently facing if we're looking for advice from each other. Um, but sharing a problem that we've experienced, what's something that's helped us through it and blah, blah, blah. If we're experiencing it, there's other people that are experiencing it too. So Mr. Dallas, do you want to take this one or start us off or do you want me to? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take this one from the stop or from the start here. So one of the biggest problems, uh, this is probably the biggest problem that I've had in my life, uh, throughout my life. It's just really finding my purpose, feeling like I don't have a purpose. Like, why am I here? And I guess that's why, like, I do a lot of research within the universe and like I've studied into some religions and all of that kind of stuff, just trying to figure out, you know, why are we here? Why am I here specifically? Um, and this is just kind of going off of, you know, some of the stuff you've already touched on as far as, you know, um, Man, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> By the way, folks, like I, I haven't been, you know, tested, but I 100% have ADHD as well. So bear with me on this. As so from <laughs> somebody that has been tested, has ADHD, has ridiculous research skills and zero self-control, I've downloaded to my brain about every bit of knowledge you possibly can on ADHD, and I will attest that. He has it. It's why him and I can communicate as well as we can. We think the exact same way. Um, so with that, our brains fire connections significantly faster than a neurotypical brain. And it's why when, well, it's why we're having a conversation and Dallas brings up, yeah, I went to the beach and saw a stick. And I think about this time that I saw a rabbit with its stick in its, or a stick in its mouth. And I'm like, oh yeah. That was the 4th of July three years ago and my uncle had burnt the steak and my sister stepped in dog poop. Like, that's where <laughs> the randomness seems like it comes into play, but there's... There's all connections. Yeah, we're going to lose our chain of thought and there is connections. You just got to be able to keep up. Yeah, but I mean, just, but, I guess what I'm getting to within, within that is that, you know, finding my purpose, like, why am I here? Every time I find myself, you know, getting more depressed. Uh, that's kind of what I end up asking myself, like, why, why am I here? What is my purpose here? And kind of like you were saying, just doing this research. Uh, I, I know people have a purpose here. I have a purpose here. Everyone has a job to do. Uh, trying to find why I'm here. Trying to help people. I mean, that's one thing I want to do. So it's just, really that uh trying to find my purpose and that's one thing i've always struggled with but one thing that helps me with that is doing that learning keeping up with my uh my mental health keeping up with my you know my body health all that good stuff um but <laughs> like i said key to happiness mind body spirit that's why yeah. i focus on those on the check-in Absolutely. I mean, but I got to say, Alex, that would be my biggest problem. And, you know, honestly, having you there with me through some of those hard times has been a big help for that as well. So. So 
Uh, Dallas, I'm going to share a little bit here. And you're a part of this. If you're not okay with this, I'll cut it out. But when Dallas hit his rock bottom, the very first thing I did was get a plane ticket to him. Uh, the reason being, he kind of, he lucked out. And yeah, I'm going to say that you lucked out with having me as a friend. The reason for that is because what brought you to your rock bottom where you're lost trying to find a purpose, what's the point of life, was very similar, like we kind of followed parallel paths to what led us to our rock bottom. But the advantage that Dallas had was I had already spent two years figuring out how to manage my mental health, how to improve my mental resiliency, how to dig out of that hole, what you need to do to make yourself feel better. And sometimes like Dallas, everybody knows what they need to do. It's just a matter of doing it. But sometimes you need that with kicking the ass of, all right, shut the fuck up. We're going to do <laughs> yoga. We're going to meditate. We're going to eat better. Like yeah. sometimes people need that kick in the ass to actually get them going. Yeah, that's uh, what I needed there. It, and I actually, this works out because I actually, for you got a problem was going along, or along the same lines, um, a feeling lost, no purpose. Why am I here? Uh, one of the thoughts that I had when I was heading to rock bottom, like I, at that time, like I said, school full-time, working overtime, maintaining house relationship. I was sleeping three to four hours every other night. That's the about the extent that I was sleeping. Um, I was, like I said, drinking way too much, smoking way too much. And I started waking up thinking, and I remember this very clearly of what's the point? If this is what life is going to be, if I'm going to wake up every day, just dreading the fact that I have to wake up, what the fuck is the point of living life? And those thoughts kept getting worse and worse and worse till finally I said, fuck it and went to end my life. But that feeling of being lost, I, everybody experiences it as far as finding your purpose. Like I'm still on the journey, eh, journey of self-discovery, self-improvement, figuring out my reason but i'm a very big believer in everything happens for a reason there is a grand cosmic design as spiritual hippy dippy as that's gonna sound there you're here for a reason um when i got out of the army i had the goal of i wanted a house truck boat motorcycle and i busted my ass working 80 hours a week to make that reality and then i got it and then I was like, well, now. And that's partially like that feeling lost. What's my purpose? What's the point? Led to that first, I guess, downward spiral well, as a part of it anyway. Um, and actually quite recently with, like I said, I haven't worked since January. I've been unemployed. And when you don't have money, you can't really do a whole lot. And I kind of fell into it again of what like i don't know i got the blues i didn't want to 
like I knew I wanted to help people. I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have money. And that was my excuse for not doing stuff. Uh, when it comes to figuring out your purpose, when it comes to figuring out why you're here, that is hands down the one of the hardest slash greatest things you can do. One of the best rabbit holes you can go down. The journey of self-discovery is incredibly difficult. You pretty much end up forgetting everything that you've been taught, everything that has been instilled in you, every personality trait, every aspect of it, and refiguring out exactly who you are and not who you were told to be. And that's a hard thing. It's trying to, like, I'm 31 years old trying to, and I'm going to say I'm kind of at the point now where I know who I am, but it, like, for example, and understand my parents are great. They want nothing but the best for me. This is not a knock on them. This is just me explaining. Uh, when I was doing construction, I worked for my dad. So I was around my dad a lot. When, and at the end there, we were doing construction right next to their house. So I was seeing my mom a lot too. And I ended up basically reverting to 13 year old me living in my parents' basement. And it wasn't like nothing they did, nothing that they did cause this in any way, shape or form. It's just, it's what I reverted to. I don't know exactly why, but it was. And, but it wasn't me. It wasn't the person I am. It was a very calm, collected, like timid version of myself, but it wasn't who I am. And figuring out your purpose and feeling lost, it's, it, it's a lonely journey. It's not a lot of people are going to do it. Not a lot of people are going to go through what it takes to actually figure out what your true potential is and try to unlock it. Um, so with that, the biggest thing, and this goes back to the beginning and why I shared what my goals were when I got out of the army, it's having goals, having something that you want to work towards, something that makes you want to get up out of bed in the morning, something to push you forward, something to strive for. And when I had gotten everything that I wanted, when I got out of the army, that's where, like I said, what now? Like I had everything I was looking for. Understand I'm not living in a mansion. I don't have a $80,000 truck. My shit works. That's about where it's at. <laughs> um, but having goals and setting goals and Dallas, I'm sure you can attest to this and I'd like for you to chime in, but you and I are working on that for, well, I'm redoing mine. That's a constantly evolving thing, but I'm working on that with you on setting goals for like, what do I want to accomplish? And actually, spoiler alert, uh, later in the episode, one of the segments that Dallas brought up, and I actually really like this, is we're going to share what our goals are before the next episode. And then on the next episode, we're going to have a segment called accountability to see where we're at with those goals. Yeah. Well, so one thing I'd like to chime in there, I mean, just, I don't want to cut you off, but uh, having goals as impossible as they seem, may seem, um, however big they might be, set the goals. Um, 
it, it, it's a good first step. Like one of our goals together, you know, is we want to help the world in its entirety. Um, we want to help humankind in its entirety. And while that might seem possible, impossible to really make a huge impact on the entire world, uh, when you sit and think about it, like when you take the steps to get there, it doesn't seem as impossible. Like if you would have asked me a month ago, um, if I thought, you know, I could do anything to help the world, I would have said no. And now, you know, we got this podcast started up and once we hit one person that reaches out to us, say, Hey, you helped me with my day, no matter how small it is, that just fuels you to keep going within the goal. So, I mean, no matter how big or how small your goals is set multiple goals, set, set a goal for today, set a goal for the week, set a goal for the month, for the year, and have a lifetime goal of what you want to achieve. And, you know, just constantly work on getting to those goals. I mean, they don't always have to be big. Some are small, but, you know, have a big goal out there. It doesn't hurt. All right. So, sorry, audience. We're going to go into uh, another one of my rants. <laughs> I'm going to give you, and we will very much, this will be brought up throughout later episodes, because like I said, it's a constantly evolving and changing thing. But I'm going to break down goal setting real quick. A um, few things. First off, exactly to point out or add on to you saying that I didn't think it was possible. I'm going to leave you guys with a quick little quote of the only limitations that you have are the ones that you place upon yourself. For one. The other thing that I'm going to bring up is I believe that your goals should be so astronomically far-fetched that even you laugh at them. Dallas, I brought this up to you. I'm going to own Minnesota before I die. <laughs> My goal started off with I wanted, uh, like I said, got out of the Army house, truck, boat, motorcycle. From there, it evolved to I want house on a lake with a dog. That was that. We've gone from there to I want to buy the lake to I want to buy every bit of property that touches my property to I want to make enough money that the next three, four generations of my family never have to fucking work again. Um, and that's great. Like, you should have that big overlying, like, I've got... Phase three of my plan is when I start adding on to my property. Phase two is buy the lake. Phase one is get the house on the lake with the dog. I've got the dog. But, <laughs> oh, also with that on goals, I had every excuse in the book as to why I couldn't have a dog, why I couldn't get a dog. And then I just bought one or not bought one, but adopted Mr. Fluffy. But, and you figure it out, you make it work. Um, that's a big thing. Just you exactly what you were saying you take steps now with the big overlying goals those are fantastic but how do i go from zero dollars to owning a lake well i can't just snap my fingers and make that happen there's a thousand steps i snap my fingers and fluffy boats coming uh, <laughs> uh there's a thousand steps that need to take or need to be taken to get to that point now, 
another thing with goals, exactly what you said of setting them, like you should have a goal every day. My dad had a saying growing up and it was, you should accomplish something every single day. And I stand by that. And there's days that like a couple weeks, or I'd say about a week and a half ago, I had a day that the extent of my accomplishment was I fed my dog twice. That That's what I got done. That <laughs> but then I have days like yesterday, or not yesterday, the day before where I spring clean my entire house. Um, when it comes to setting goals, you should have your big overlying, like, this is what I'm striving for. I'm shooting for the moon. This is what I'm going for. But like I said, you got to take steps every day to make that happen. And when I was at my absolute best, as far as my mentality, how I was feeling, um, the way that I would do it is the night before I would go to my whiteboard and I would write down tomorrow. I want to do, I had it broken down into my self as far as like improving myself, what I wanted to get done around the house, what I wanted to do with my finances. And I would write down, all right, tomorrow I want to meditate, do yoga, cook one meal. Uh, as far as the house is concerned, I want to sweep the floors and clean the toilets. And I found that if you do it the night before, knowing what you're going to do the next day as far as goal setting is concerned makes you far more likely to do it. At least it did in my case. But it's, like I said, you got to take small steps every day in order to get to the big overlying goal. You just have the big overlying goal and that's what you're shooting for. You're never going to hit it. Just because, like I said, I can't snap my fingers and go from zero to multimillionaire. It just doesn't work that way. Um, but Unless you win the taking lottery, steps but... every day. I tried, I lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, taking small steps every day, setting goals, setting daily goals. And it could be, like I said, something as simple as I want to do yoga tomorrow. Um, or it doesn't necessarily have to be daily. So Dallas and I were talking about this yesterday of like a couple therapy sessions ago. Uh, my therapist asked me, like, what do you want to do uh, as far as like, you know what you need to do? You said that. I was like, I want to get back to doing yoga every day. And she's like, all right, that's ambitious. Let's be, let's keep it something manageable, something realistic. And I was like, all right, I want to do it five days a week. Uh, it's been about a month and a half and I've not done that yet. But here's the thing is I set the goal for five days a week. I'm not doing it five days a week at this point but I'm doing it significantly more than I was. I'm at about three, four days a week at this point. That's the other last little thing I'll say on goal setting and we'll move on. But uh, that's the other part of this is, excuse me. Um, the reason I say you should set your goals so astronomically high that even you laugh at them is the same concept of, I set the goal for five days a week. Well. Three, four is close enough for me, and I'm okay with that. It's no different than, all right, I want to make $1,000 a month. Well, I made 800 close enough. But if I set my goal at $10,000 a month, if I make 800 that's not close enough. Um, and it'll push you to shoot for more, shoot for a higher goal. If you don't 
set your goals astronomically high, you're not going to come anywhere near hitting them. That's a very good way to put what I was trying to explain. Yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, little rant on goal setting. Like I said, we'll go into detail on that and more steps and how to do it a little better later on. But I think it was good. There's my rant. I think it was good. All right. Well, thank you. Hopefully other people do. Do <laughs> you have anything to add in there, Mr. Dallas? Not really. Just, you know, emphasizing on no matter how small a step you're taking towards reaching that goal each day, every other day, you know, make the step. Like you said, if it's feeding your dog twice um, and take the step. Small steps get you. It's a... Exactly. My, like I said, my daily goal, exactly what my dad said, accomplish one thing every day. That is my daily goal every single day. I make sure to do at least one thing. Let's go this route. You are 1% better every day. By the end of the year, you're going to be 365% better. Yeah. It only takes 1%, one step. You climb a mountain one step at a time. So, all right, with that move on to our next segment so back to uh at the beginning when i went on my little bit of rant of how everything's shit and that's all you hear uh this segment is something good it's a news story it's whatever something good we heard that oh uh I don't know, something we saw in the news, something we saw on the internet, something in the media that we're like, hey. Just something positive. Feel good. Yeah, something positive. And feel good. So, this is uh, going to sound bad at first, but, oh, oh, nope, 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 don't want the video. Uh, I'm a little biased because I have a German Shepherd, but the story that I came up with is German Shepherd that was injured in Ukraine from a rocket attack gets a new start as a police dog in Hungary. So there's a rocket attack in eastern Ukraine, and dog's name is Rambo. And he lost half his face and was mangled and had a bunch of shrapnel in his head and blah, blah, blah. It was uncertain if he would survive. He's three years old, and he had accompanied Ukrainian soldiers to the front line and ended up going through emergency surgery to save his life. And now he's training with the Budapest, eh, Budapest Police Department to serve as a police dog. And I know that may seem like a little, I don't know, that just made me happy. The fact that like, like German Shepherds are working dogs. Like they are very high energy. They're very intelligent. And I can attest that they're, uh, but the fact that even though the dog was injured, they saved his life and he still gets to work and do what he was trained to do. Like, I'm sure that dog is happy because of that. And that makes me happy. So yeah, that's my, uh, that's my quick little story that I found on the internet that I was like, oh, yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, it's always nice because I mean, I mean, you know, Alex, like in the military, like dogs have ranks. I'm sure it probably works about the same way over there. But you know, they're a comrade. They're not just a dog anymore. You know, they're there with you through yeah. through everything. They uh, like, well, we got to work with 
canine units quite a bit doing what we did. And they're, well, I've always had it. My first dog was a German Shepherd. So I've always had a soft spot for German Shepherds. And yeah. so you're double biased yeah. then, but <laughs> I, I am, but like I had to get rid of my German Shepherd for not going to go into it too much, but very crappy neighbors and their Rottweiler being loose and coming at me. But my dog did nothing wrong. He defended me, but we ended up having to get rid of my dog because the neighbors are the ones that called the cops. Not going into that story, but I got a soft spot for German Shepherds. Um, but yeah, the working dogs that we had, the canine units that we worked with were, it's absolutely amazing what those dogs are actually capable of. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, it's crazy how smart they are for a animal. But yeah. So with that, we are done with something good. So now moving on to something terrible. No. Uh, <laughs> next segment that we got is things that help us. And this can be anything from helping with our mental state to our body, to finances, to any problem that we have that just something we want to talk about that has helped us live a better life. Um, I feel like I've been talking for a while and I'm going to let you talk for a minute. I mean, on this one, so. Go ahead and honestly, Alex, start us off. we've talked a lot about things that help us through this entire thing. Uh, so honestly, I'm just going to kind of say, do something that helps yourself. I mean, something that helps me, um, you know, the learning, uh, taking those steps each day towards your goals, all of it, basically everything that we've talked about so far has been stuff that helps us. So, um, well, yeah, I was looking for something new. Something new. I mean, how much information do you want to give these people in one day? I mean, there'll be more podcasts. There will be more podcasts, but this is uh, before we set our goals and list a resource. This is the last segment we got for this. Okay, one. so one thing that we haven't went over yet. Um, through all of this, we've been talking about, you know, stuff that you do to make a positive you know, impact in your life, stuff that, that helps you basically more or less. It's also important to have those days where you take care of yourself, where I'm not saying don't make any positive, uh, you know, progression uh, on your goals or anything like that, but having just a mental health day or whatever you want to call it, where you just relax all day. Maybe if you're a gamer, you know, play Xbox all day, you know, hang out with your friends, drink some beer, do whatever, just have a day to where you don't worry about stuff um so that's that's one thing that helps me specifically talking from my personal experience like some of the nights that me and you just play xbox together and we just hang out for a while at night and i kick your ass at uh, mortal Kombat over and over again you know that that helps me a lot um i know it uh, it puts me in just a terrible <laughs> place because i have to spend time with you but uh no and on that it do you have more or? Oh, no. I... I mean, that's basically the gist of it. Just, you know, doing something for myself saying, hey, I'm taking this time today and I'm just going to do what I want to do. Do what makes me happy. All right. So adding on to what Mr. Dallas just said is. Uh, so I have ADHD. Like I said, one of the things that comes with ADHD is called executive dysfunction where 
like the average person, the neurotypical brain, it's, ah, I don't feel like doing that and I'll do it later. Uh, the best way I can explain executive dysfunction is like, say I need to do dishes. Um, and I know I need to do dishes. I want to do dishes, but I physically cannot make myself get up and go do dishes. It sounds like an excuse, but it actually, you don't believe me, do some Googling and it's a real thing. Like I legitimately get paralyzed and just can't move because that's what it is. My brain, if you really want to go into the biological chemistry as to why that happens. Um, so what causes ADHD is a lack of dopamine and serotonin in the brain. And both of those are needed, like dopamine is pleasure, but both of those are needed to A, complete your thoughts and B, dopamine deficiency causes depression. It causes all sorts of shit with ADHD. But one thing that dopamine does is allow you to feel future pleasure. As far as like when those dishes get done, I know I'm going to feel good and that can help some people get that done. But when you don't have enough dopamine in your brain, you don't get that feeling. You don't get of, that motivation. Yep. So that very Cliff Notes description there. Um, but like I said, adding on to what you were saying of taking time for yourself, you can't help others until you help yourself. As much as I wanted to try, there's a reason that this podcast didn't work the first time and it's working now. I had a lot more growing, a lot more learning to do. And as good as my mental state was at times throughout the last couple of years, it's, I'm not the happiest I've been in the last couple of years, but I am significantly mentally stronger and more resilient than I have ever been. Um, you can't help others until you help yourself. And it's not being selfish. The better you are, the better everybody's lives around you are. Be sure to focus on yourself and take care of yourself. The better you are, the better everyone else's life that you interact with is. Now, the other part, back to the reason I brought up the executive dysfunction, is taking time for yourself of it's okay to have a day where, yeah, you sit down and I'm going to play Minecraft for the next 12 hours and that's <laughs> all I'm going to do today. But the uh, other part of that is it's not, it's okay to recover, but you have to actually recover. And it took me a long time to accept the fact that like, I know how I function. I know why I function the way that I function. And sitting down and playing video games, I'd sit, I'd feel guilty the entire time. I wasn't recovering. I'd feel guilty because I'd feel like I should be doing something else. Like I should be washing dishes. I should be working out. I should be whatever, but I just didn't have the energy to do so. But I felt, I still felt guilty because I wasn't getting done what I thought I should get done and being able to forgive myself to Except the fact that, yeah, I need a moment. I need time to recharge. Like, for example, my this was last year, I think. My sister got married. Um, and one thing with ADHD is we get overstimulated very easily and social settings drain our batteries. Um, when I do 
interactions with a lot of different people, it drains me. Like I am just dead to the world for three, four days. I need time to recover. Uh, but recognizing that and being okay with the fact that I need time to recover and actually accepting that it's okay that I'm not, it's okay that my house isn't perfectly clean. It's okay that I'm not out building a house and remodeling everything and getting absolutely everything done today. It's okay to take time for yourself, but you got to make sure that you're not like, like I said, you got to make sure that you're actually recovering and taking time for yourself and not sitting there just feeling like crap because, Oh, I'm not getting anything done today. I'm not doing anything. It's yeah. I, I'm circling. So I'm going to cut myself <laughs> off here, but I think the point gets, across yeah so uh my thing for things that help us is i'm gonna go with meditation today and once again this will be something that is discussed more in depth and more significantly down the road but meditation especially for if you're on the spectrum if you are a neurodivergent brain if you're you you're autistic or have ADHD. Um, also, just an FYI, this comes from a buddy of mine in Dallas is of everybody is on the spectrum somewhere. It's just a matter of where you. Uh, but meditation, like when it comes to my brain, I, like I said, we make ADHD makes connections significantly faster than a neurotypical brain. And it's what makes us seem so scatterbrained and whatever. But like, I'm constantly thinking about four or five things at once. And it's just nonstop. Like imagine having five different conversations going on at the same time, but in your head at all times. Meditation for me in that aspect, it's kind of like a control alt delete for my computer nerds out there of uh, it just clears my mind it calms me it refocuses it recenters it allows me to calm down think a little more clearly and kind of come back to the present moment instead of having a thousand different thoughts going on at once um that is one benefit i actually you know what no we'll go into this just Cliff Notes version, like I said, it'll get brought up in later episodes, but another one that I do want to bring up is, oh, I lost it. Oh, breathing. There we go. That's where I was going with this. So there's a handful of, I got to stop snapping my fingers. He walks in here every time <laughs> I do. Uh, breathing, as simple as a, or of a thing that that sounds like. Learning breath control when you're meditating, there's a hand, there's a bunch of different styles of meditation, but like when you're doing the ones, I can't remember the name of it, when you're focusing on your breath, just the inhale of the cold air coming in and the exhale of the air going out, it doesn't seem like much, but has applications that carry far outside of meditation itself, where well, for example, yesterday, actually, I'm going to go back two days with this real quick. Uh, Colt has been having a lot of accidents in the house. 
And he's been good for about 10, 12 days. He's been good. He hasn't gone to the bathroom in the house. And a big part of it is his separation anxiety. Like he gets so worked up when I leave him alone that I think he just loses control of his bladder. Um, but anyway, two days ago, I spent a couple hours in the basement crawling around on my hands and knees, sniffing the carpet, trying to find every single spot of his that he had gone that I had missed or not cleaned well enough that it still smelled like it to get rid of all of the dog pee poop smell in my house. And then yesterday, he crapped twice in the basement and peed once in a matter of a two minute window. And I came downstairs and to put in perspective of how fast this flipped my trigger and to what extent I could feel my heartbeat in my temple. I was not happy. Um, where that breath control comes into play is there's actually physiological benefits to it. To be able to take myself from, I can feel my heartbeat in my temple to, okay, I'm calm, collected back to where I'm supposed to be in a matter of a three, four minute window just by focusing on my breath and breathing. Like I said, there is applications outside of meditation that it can be used for. It's not just the 15 minutes you're sitting there listening to it. And with that being said, when it comes to meditation, it's a muscle. It's something you, it's a skill, it's a muscle. It's something that you have to learn how to do properly. The first I'd say, well, I'd say it probably took me about a month and a half before I actually found my meditative state. Um, and I slacked on meditation for a while. And actually last night was the first time in quite a while that I actually hit my meditative state again. It's, it takes a minute. Be patient with it. Be patient with yourself. And where I'm going with this is start off with guided meditations. Don't just, well, we'll figure this out. Let's sit quietly and whatever. I highly recommend guided meditations to start off because it'll kind of teach you like, okay, this is how the mantras work. Here's how my breathing works. Here's what I should be focusing on, blah, 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 blah. And it's much easier to be taught how to do something than to figure it out on your own. So, yeah. I've gone on a lot of little rants. You've gone on quite this. a few. It's not bad. It's all good but, information. Well, yeah, and I very much believe that uh, it's going to be at a very common occurrence. Like <laughs> I said, a lot of knowledge to put out there. I've what? learned a lot in the last several years. Knowing you and every time that we've talked ever, I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, it'll be a, a pretty common occurrence. So <laughs> look forward to it. Buckle up, people. It's going to be a ride. <laughs> all right. So. Personal goals before next episode. I've talked for quite a bit, so you get to. Uh, I mean, we both got to go over with the goal. world. We both got to go over. We do, but you're going first. Um, what are you going to tell the world that you are going to do before our next episode? I don't know where to go with this. So, some of my goals that I've been working on, uh, that I kind of told you about, is that I want to continue with. Um, continue going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. Um, so that's something I want to continue with. I mean, I was having really bad sleep problems as far as I'd stay up till 2 a.m. one night and then I'd stay up till like 5 a.m. one night and I wouldn't sleep some nights, you know, having that more steady sleep schedule, <laughs> having that more steady sleep schedule 
um, getting, I mean, my comfort spot for sleep is about six hours. So getting that, um, that amount of sleep. All right. How many nights? I'm so folks, we have not discussed this yet, but I'm going to just put this out there. My goal is to do one of these a week. Um, so we're going to say for one week, uh, over the next week, what's your goal as far as sleep is concerned? Sleep. I'm going to set my goal high on this one because I've done it this last week with the exception of one night. Um, I'm going to go with every night. Every night. Every night. Ooh, you heard it, folks. Every night. Um, call him out next. Well, don't worry. I'll call him out next week if he doesn't. <laughs> I got I got two more um, that I've been working on that I want to continue with and do better on. So working out or doing yoga, one of the two each day. Uh, I want to do, let's see, this week I did twice. So I want to do... I'm going to go higher than I probably would normally here. I'm going to go four days. I was going to say three, go up one, but we'll, we'll go four days. Working out. Slash. Yoga. Something, something of healthy for my body in that regard. And then my last one that I'm going to put on here, um, continue learning Spanish. I have been on Duolingo, like you told me to be. Um, it's it's actually, I know this isn't any sort of it like works pretty well. Doesn't yeah, it? I mean this isn't any kind of sponsor thing or anything, but yeah, it it does work really well. It's has like games that you kind of play through there, so it's not like just keep your head down, push through. You better learn the Spanish right now. But no, it actually makes it kind of fun and entertaining. So, you know, it's it's uh, no, for your, oh, for our guests out there. Io capisco un po' l'italiano. Uh, Duolingo. <laughs> I'm not fully fluent, but I can get myself around Italy because of Duolingo. Like it, it actually does work really, really well. Yeah. So, I mean, I've only done, well, since you told me about it, I've been on there every day. So I'm going to say I want to keep that streak up. I set the goal on there for me to hit, I think it was 40 days. It's either 40 days, yeah, I think it was 40 days or four months or something like that. I know there was a four involved in there. So I want to hit that goal on there, but every day this week for that. And then that, right. that'll be my last one for this week. Every day, Spanish. El Spano. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I should learn Spanish. Maybe. All right. What do you got? So. For, hang on, I'm gonna for our audience. Dallas wants to get enough sleep every night, uh, six hours. That's his goal every night. Six hours. Now, uh, there is a. I'm gonna. We're going off on just a little side quest again. Sleep is one of the most important things when it comes to your mental health and your well-being. When. I read a book and I recommend this book. It's called Why We Sleep by, uh, I actually don't know. I don't remember the artist or the author's name. It's called Why We Sleep. And it's actually extremely fascinating on, like he spent his entire life researching and studying sleep and the effects that it has on the body and how to get good sleep and what causes bad sleep and blah, 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 blah. Uh, when it comes to sleep, one of the biggest things that I found is 
set a time, set a very specific time, not a, I'm going to wake up at seven ish. No, like when I was very adamant about, I'm going to get enough sleep. I'm going to do this. Um, I had, it was four 30, four 30 in the morning was my wake up time. Uh, that was partially because of work. I definitely don't enjoy waking up that early, but 4.30 in the morning, that was my hard time that I woke up. And because of that, it forced me like, hey, I got to go to bed at this time if I want to get enough sleep. But having that set time that you wake up, and I had it where if I woke up like 4.30 is when my alarm went off. If I woke up after four in the morning, I had to get up. There was no like, oh, I get 15 more minutes because I've found that if I I'm like, oh, let me get that 15 more minutes. It is significantly harder for me to get out of bed. Yeah. Versus like when I wake up, okay, it's past four in the morning. I have to get up. I'm just getting up. So food for thought on the sleep one as far as, I guess, words of wisdom. Uh, have a very specific set time that you wake up every day will help a lot with your sleep schedule. So the other ones that he had was four days of working out slash yoga and doing Spanish every day. Now, on to my goals for next week. I'm not going to set any because then you can't hold oh, me Oh, okay. Done. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep it along the same lines for the yoga and working out. Uh, I've been consistently doing it about four times a week. Uh, so mine's going to be slightly different than yours. I want to keep yoga going four days a week. But... The other one that I want to throw in there is I want to, we'll say lift or physical therapy kind of combo, um, actually work on getting my strength back. I'm not saying yoga doesn't do that, but I want to focus, like my main focus being physical therapy or lifting, um, throw that in three days a week. Three days. So four days of yoga, three days of physical therapy or lifting or like actual working out. Yeah. Um, as far as other goals, uh, I probably should have thought of this. Probably. At a time. But I can make them up on the spot. Um, kind of hard because I'm working out like... I got a thousand different things that I'm working on improving that I could put out there, but I'm, well, we'll go, we'll go this route. Pick some. Uh, I'm gonna, so my drinking has gone up significantly in the last about month and it's been boredom and for me having ADHD, it's a direct dopamine shot to my brain. That's yeah. Where alcohol is such a hard thing to quit for most people. Um, I'm not saying I want to, that I'm going to quit drinking. Like I, I've accepted who I am. I've accepted and by no means understand that the answers that you are looking for, for your happiness are not at the bottom of a bottle. I can fucking attest to that. But I also accept that I like drinking and I'm okay with drinking, but it needs to be the correct moderation. Yeah. So I'm going to go with... We'll drop it no more than two drinks a day. 
two drinks a day. Which, no more than that. And I don't, like, I don't drink every day, folks, just for your knowledge, <laughs> but that's a, I have a very big problem of I start and then I just keep going and then I wake up hungover and it sucks. Uh, so no more than two drinks a day. And last but not least, uh, I'm going to go with getting and keeping my kitchen clean. Which, for those of you that don't know, my like I went to culinary school. I love cooking. My Achilles heel when it comes to cleaning is dishes. I don't know why. I absolutely hate doing dishes. So my kitchen is pretty much always in a constant state of semi-mess. So I'm going to say that, and it may not sound like much to you guys, but it's a big thing to me, uh, getting and keeping my kitchen clean. All right. So I got your three goals. You're going to do yoga. You're going to keep doing yoga four days. Um, you want to lift or you do your physical therapy for three days. Do some sort of working out in that regards. Uh, your next one, two drinks or less a day. And you're going to get and keep your kitchen clean. Yep, yep, yep. You heard it here, folks. All right. You did. And call me out if I don't do it. So last thing. Whoops. That's not how you spell veteran. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last thing that... I want to, or I guess what I want to end the show on is a resource for help out there. Um, and since I brought this up in the show already, I am going to actually give you the number because it's become significantly easier. It's the Veterans Crisis Line. You dial 988 and press 1, you will get veteran crisis line they have a website you can go online and talk with somebody online if you want to do that and for my fellow military members for my veterans and we will and can will dive into what the army or military does both for us and to us and how to manage those in later episodes but to any of my veterans that are out there that are struggling um, veterans crisis line is a phenomenal resource if you're just feeling down and you need to talk to somebody, hit them up. Like I said, they just have a conversation with you. They are a good thing. Don't, so. don't be scared to do it. I mean, we're thankfully getting more into the day and age where there's not so much of a stigma anymore. I mean, there definitely still is being a man, you know, getting that help, being in the military. You're supposed to be strong. Um, just do it. Just get the help. Okay. If not... I'm going to find you and <laughs> I'm going to owe you an ass kicking. He did it to me. So he, 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 no. believe him, he'll do it. Anyway. All right, folks. I think that was a pretty good episode. Actually, that was a started off a little slow, a little rough, yeah, but I think we got there. Got a lot of information out there and I think we got a solid foundation to build this beautiful thing that we're building. Absolutely. And with that, I, uh, you got anything else, Mr. Dallas? I got nothing. All right. So with that, I think we're going to sign off and hope you all have a good week. Have a good one. Guys. See you next time.